to come towards her and as she came towards her yes like this is gladiator yes like what like the top fight club at Chick-fil-A Playland and And so this kid (laughs) runs at her and she just pretends to like power range punch him and she keeps going until I finally (laughs) had to open the door I was like we do not fight club in here and Eva looked at me and she was mortified she's like mom and she's like fine and then she looks at her friend and she's like Quinn you're up oh my gosh (laughs) I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. <laughs> yeah. Super fun times. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't noticed already, and I'm sure you have, I'm very ADD. Very, very. Um, and yeah, I'm super unmedicated right now, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. This is going to be real natural. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be Very real organic, you know. Very organic. We don't even introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hey, it's it's Emily. I'm Laura. And Laura's finally back from I'm Europe. Back from Europe. It was so much fun. Oh we gosh. just got so excited about like talking about oh my being gosh. unmedicated and ADHD oh, yeah. and stuff. It's so, so good. Just bam, we're here. Yep. Here we are talking about adult ADD yeah. and how it can just mess with you a little bit. So for you, because you were diagnosed as a kiddo. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. So how does it how does it differ from like kid ADHD versus adult ADHD from personal experience. Well, I should, like, let's just do a blast from the past. In the 90s, they were still mucking up the diagnostic criteria or whatever, and, like, they were still struggling. And these people still have a lot of misconceptions today, because I hear from fellow ADHDers who are adults, like, oh, I was told I couldn't have ADD because I was successful. Well, when I was a kid... Myth. Myth, myth. Um, I was not hyperactive. I was just very aloof. Mm-hmm. And I got into a study about ADHD, actually, and they excluded me because I was too... My, like, test scores were too high, and they're like, oh, no, you're, you're too smart to have ADD. And my parents are like, um, but, like, yo, uh, her dad is, her grandpa is, lots of her relatives are... This is the diag- you know the diagnosis that makes the most sense. Are you sure? And they were like, um, she just can't be a part of the study. But she- we think she does have ADD. So, huh. um, yeah, I got it. I remember getting excluded because my mom said they're going to take your blood. You should know. I had to go meet with like a psychiatrist or whatever. And then they were like, yeah, next time you come in, we're going to take your blood. And I was so scared. And then they're like, that's terrifying just- as a child. Like, I know. Hey, we're going to take your blood. We're going to steal like all your of blood. It? Like, wait, or- why? Who? I was like only six at the time or seven. Oh, and, little. um, yeah. And so I was like, I'm really scared. And then they were like, no, you can't be in the study. But I still knew, oh, I have to take Ritalin because that's what was available. Twice a day, um, there was one other kid who took it, and he was super weird, and I'm like, I'm not weird like that kid, right? And <laughs> probably was, though. <laughs> probably was weird. And when you're a kid, I think people think hyperactive, um, can't focus on tasks at school. When you're an adult, I've heard that the hyperactivity that you may have experienced as a child turns inward, and it keeps you awake. It keeps your brain going too fast. It mm-hmm. makes you anxious, or mm-hmm. it can make you fixated on things that make you depressed. Um, I was never hyperactive, but my brain was always going on in my head all the time. Like most of my experiences as a kid were like imaginary. Like I just, you know, was playing all the time in games and everything. Um, so for you, so your diagnosis, so, you know, there is that clarification that, so now there's this, um, 
I mean, this kind of has always been part of the diagnosis, but there's predominantly attentive mm-hmm. or predominantly inattentive type, right. or predominantly hyperactive or, or predominantly inattentive, inattentive totally. type. So it's like, so with my oldest Maddie, mm-hmm. um, she has ADHD, oh, mm-hmm. girlfriend mm-hmm. cannot like finish a sentence. Mm-mm. Um, but she's inattentive type Me too. because like, she's not super hyper. She's not bouncing off the walls. Nope. And so you're just like, I mean, I'm high energy, hey, but it's not right. the same thing. No, you see it can, and everyone has their own little subtle spin on it, I guess is what I was told. So you grow up and you, I guess this is, there are things that I don't have, but I've heard some people, they have so much energy. They have like ticks. Uh-huh. People have ticks. Um, or, Oh gosh. Some people have really bad impulse control. I don't know where along the way I got okay at impulse control, but I actually am not that impulsive somehow. Um, anymore was more as a kid. Um, everybody has their own little quirks on things. So it's not as if if there's only two camps and if you're not in that, maybe this isn't the diagnosis for you. It's, it's a nuanced condition. Yeah. I think it's most characterized by, you have to think of the way your brain organizes thoughts and processes information and if you see certain patterns arise, you may have ADHD. Right. Like, um, are you motivated by importance? Like, do you do tasks in order of importance or do you do tasks according to interests? <laughs> like, yeah. Things like that um, are kind of the telltale signs uh-huh. more than anything. And what I see too in, you know, clinically, it's this whole, like, as I'm assessing adults, because I don't really go into like an evaluation being like, okay, ADHD, you know, right. I think it's like you said, it's this more nuanced approach of yeah. like, you start to detect wait it though. a second. Yeah. You know, you, they talk about how, you know, they can't keep stuff organized at work. Um, you know, things are just kind of always a mess. They kind of, I know a lot of people with ADHD that kind of collect stuff yep. just because it's like, oh, but now I, I just need the stuff here and the stuff oh here and gosh. the stuff here and the stuff here. <laughs> I didn't here. know that was a thing, but totally. <laughs> like, um, so, and yeah. you're overwhelmed a lot. And super overwhelmed. Uh-huh. And your relationships, you're just not very good at relationships. Well, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, present company. <clears throat> but, you know. But yeah. there, there's a lot of relationship struggles. There can be intensity there. Because that I think that, you know, there's either this, like you get into a disagreement and then the person with ADHD, like kind of forgets what you're right. talking about or arguing about. Oh, and then I mean, the other like, spouse which is just like, happened right. just like two seconds ago. I was like, I feel like I was just mad at Sean, but I can't remember why. Am I mad at Sean? <laughs> and I just asked the room at large cause I couldn't remember it. And I was like, no, no, you're fine. But I was like, you're no, fine. I think you're I'm not. mad. Yeah. I just can't remember. So it's just that whole, and then the other spouse is left like, wait, we're in a fight. We got to talk about it. You said some stuff because you're impulsive and it was rude. I totally see this now. Yes. Uh It depends on your specific brand. I've actually heard that, um, this is a true statistic by that William Dodson, who is a doctor in, I think Colorado, who specializes in adult ADHD said in one of the podcasts I listened to was like 50% of people in anger management courses have ADHD undiagnosed, which means I can see that some of those fools have ADHD diagnosed, which means a very large population of people with anger management, because that's a specific type of manifestation Uh of ADHD. Again, not my particular jam, but you know, like not to say that I have like flawless interpersonal skills because I surely put my foot in my mouth all the time, but it's not, people have different ways of that intensity coming out. And some people it's angry. Some people, I'm a very excitable person, Uh um, which can be fun and can also be like, Oh, this fight that was like a two is now an eight for no reason. For no reason. Yeah. Oh gosh. Psyching people up like, Oh, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a complicated thing. (laughs) So I, you know, and 
and so it's it's just this interesting kind of thing about like you know so somebody comes in and I'm thinking oh is this kind of a thing like you're kind of disorganized like you just don't finish tasks in session they're starting to talk about something (laughs) and it's really great like one of my professors they're like they're talking to us and they're like well how do you tell the difference between somebody who is oh what was it who is ADHD and who is um, bipolar? Bipolar, I think, okay. like manic, right? Yeah. yeah. Hard to say. I want to say, and 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 we're like, I don't know, I don't know, and they're like, interrupt them. Really? And I was like, what? What does that mean? And they're like, because somebody who's interrupted, if they're ADHD, they'll just go along with whatever. <laughs> and it's like this tangent of like, oh, squirrels, oh, shiny, oh, this, oh, yeah. that. But if you interrupt someone, I don't, it wasn't mania. But anyway, it was, it was something another diagnosis. Uh-huh. And they'll get mad or something. They'll get mad and they'll be like, I okay, wasn't. but I was talking about this. And yeah. it's like, oh yeah, okay. That's fair. I mean, yeah. I could see how so. it could go, like, mostly yes. Because one way I knew my friend was ADD, um, she just got a diagnosis as an adult. And it started to make a lot of sense for her. But then she's like, no, I actually don't think I have it. Because I think there's still a lot of stigma or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. girl, we're both relatively successful attorneys it's fine. It doesn't mean you're stupid or anything like chill out, but you know, it's new to her. So I get it. Right. Um, she's like, no, I think I just have like anxiety and cause it can look like a lot of things. Um, the way I knew with her is the first time I met her, we started out talking about one thing and somehow the tangents we took were unbelievable. And I'm like, listen, I have ADD so powerful that it can distract almost anyone if I want it to. <laughs> but the way we got off on such a tangent, I'm like, there, there are two people in this room with ADD. And that's how we got to where we ended up. <laughs> it just got so tangential and like going down avenues. But um, yeah. I think if you interrupt some people with ADD because they're temperamental, they'd be mad. So uh-huh. I think there's right. just, it is a tricky thing. It looks like a lot of other things, but um, Yeah. You should, we should probably like read the criteria or something so people can actually know facts <laughs> and not just like, I heard one time this random thing. This random, yeah. I'll like pull up the whole criteria um, yeah. from probably the Vanderbilt. Um, one yeah. thing that I remember while you pull that up, yes. <clears throat> learning that I really like, is that an, an under-talked about part of AD, adult ADHD, or just like even for kids too, is that you have a lot of emotional stuff that you need to learn how to address because you are an intense person and you, and you probably feel more feelings than the average person and you feel them more intensely than the average person. So too many feelings too much of the time, um, can lead to, you know, possibly problems with managing your feelings. And, you know, talking about it in this way makes it sound like it's just such a terrible thing, but okay. Some of the greatest, you know, humans who have contributed to society and world culture have been very passionate individuals who are very mm-hmm. driven. Um, people think that because it's called attention deficit disorder that you have, you just have no attention. No, you have too much attention for too many things. Yes. And if you can focus it, you can get a ton done. You can be a very yes. creative problem solver. And if so, you are into something that interests you, oh you can do this hyper-focus oh thing, gosh, which you can get so much The entire done. building could be on fire and I would not notice. Yeah. But if I'm not in hyper-focus, if I hear a noise in the distance, it's distracting me and I can't think about anything yeah. else until it stops. So, you know. So here are some of the... <clears throat> Criteria. Criteria. Uh, you know, as I look to you, like words. Words. Those okay. things. Thank so, you. if 
So you have to answer them in questionnaire form. So right. the, the options are never, rarely, sometimes, often, very often. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you, you answer often or very often to these, mm-hmm. there's a very good chance that you have ADHD. Right. So how often... so many do you, that you have to say yes to? Like, is there yeah, like a number? Like okay. at least six. Okay. So... Let's play... I'll do it. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. How often do you have travel trouble wrapping up the final details of a project once the challenging parts have been done. Hilarious. Every day. Okay. So we're going to say very often? Yep. All right. How often do you have difficulty getting things in order when you have to do a task that requires... Every moment of every day. And I love that we can't... Constantly. We didn't even finish reading the sentence. Nope. Because I already moved on to the next thing. Because I already know. Yeah. How often do you have problems remembering appointments or obligations? Always. Okay, so very often. <laughs> yep, very yep. often. Okay. When you have a task that requires a lot of thought, how often do you avoid or delay getting started? Now, do I hate it or am I excited about it? You don't like it. Okay, if I don't like it, I'm putting it off for, um, I will distract myself with other things that I convince myself are important, but really they're just interesting. Yeah. Yep. So your bathroom gets cleaned, etc. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how often do you fidget or squirm with your hands or feet when you have to sit down for a long time? Um, always. Like, yeah. no, these are not like very often. These are always. Okay. This is really embarrassing because it's just like, I'm such the textbook thing. We're, we're going to get to <laughs> one that I'm not though, because everyone is different, right? Yes. So, yeah. Everyone is. <clears throat> and so, okay. How often do you feel overly active and compelled to do things like you were driven by a motor? That's one is more like middle. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say, unless I'm excited, it's about interest. If I'm really excited, then I can't stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. How often do you make careless mistakes when you have to work on a boring or difficult project? Every time. (laughs) How often do you have difficulty keeping your attention when you are doing boring or repetitive work? Every time. (laughs) Every time. Every time. (laughs) How often do you have difficulty concentrating on what people say to you, even when they are speaking to you directly? If I'm interested, no problem. If I'm not interested, I might fall asleep while you're talking. It could be a problem. That may or may not have happened. How often do you misplace or have difficulty finding things at home or at work? Every second of every moment. And that's why I married Sean, because he knows where everything is all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. That's it. (laughs) How often are you distracted by activity or noise around you? Every day. Always. How often do you leave your seat in meetings or other situations in which you are expected to remain seated? Not. That one's no, because that would be embarrassing. But if I'm comfortable with people, perhaps. Yeah. Because don't be boring. How (laughs) often do you feel restless or fidgety? Every second. How often do you have difficulty unwinding and relaxing when you have time to yourself? Every day. Sean, are you dying? (laughs) Are you laughing yet? I mean, these are just facts. It's fine. Okay. Always. Um, How often do you find yourself talking too much when you are in social situations? Am I excited? Um, It doesn't say. It doesn't say. But let's pretend. If I'm excited, it's going to be a problem. If I'm, like, neutral, it's going to be fine. So when you're in a conversation, how often do you find yourself finishing the sentence of the people you are talking (laughs) to before they can finish themselves? I'm in this conversation every second of every day. (laughs) So. Uh, I'm excited. (laughs) How often do you have difficulty waiting your turn in situations when... Turn taking is required. Um, like waiting in line. Yeah, I will curse the heavens, but I will do it. So that one's more middly because I will behave myself when I have to. Yeah, well, you know, social norms. Yeah, yeah, but I want to butt everyone, <laughs> and I get really angry at them in my mind. So no butts, no cuts, no nope. coconuts. Right? <laughs> How often do you interrupt others when they are busy? Um, I ask, but oh. that was a learned thing. I learned. Yeah, 
I learned as a kid. So, you know, based on this, and this is the adult ADHD self-report mm-hmm. scale. So the ASRS. I have some crazy ADHD is what I learned. Uh, so you definitely scored very high uh-huh. and you definitely meet the criteria yep. for ADHD. Shock, shock. <laughs> Who knew? Who, Who knew? knew? Me all along the whole time. Yeah. It's weird that I'm excited about this because it is something that has a lot of stigma to it, but I don't think it should. So let's talk about, um, so if you feel like you have ADHD, Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about what can you do to help yourself. Exactly. Um, I have bad news for people who are afraid of medicine because the number one thing you can do to help yourself is medicine because no other mental health diagnosis has a better response rate to medication than ADHD. Hate to break it to you, but Dr. William Dotson and other people on the Attitude um, magazine podcast that I listen to um, have repeatedly corroborated that it is the highest, you know, successful medication in all of mental health. Mm -hmm. 80% of people will get a positive response from medication, and it is like... It just helps level the playing field a little bit. Those ones that I said I was only moderate at... Those were probably changed because, like, you got reprimand. I got reprimanded to do them, but Uh all the other things that are like irritating to control are enhanced by medication. So good to know. Good, yeah, handy. Helps you focus. Helps you get started on boring tasks. Helps Helps you kind of put that filter in place a little bit. Helps you learn how to stay awake during freaking property law. Because oh my gosh, even though I I could be sitting on the front row and that man could be talking directly into my face and I'd be like, this is so dull. I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. Helps you just have be a little bit more neurotypical. Not that that means. Not that neurotypical means it's, you know, you're better or whatever, but it just helps you get by in life a little easier. Things are just more manageable. And it can also help just manage your relationships a little bit better too, because you can focus on what the other person's saying and you can kind of invest more too, because you're able to focus on, oh, hey, this actually can help. Right. Um, Other things that are helpful, you know, I know we talk a lot about mindfulness and meditation. Yes. Finding a meditation or mindfulness activity that works for you, that's more of an active, mm-hmm. um, instead of sitting there in a quiet space listening oh to music gosh. or a quiet space listening to your thoughts, that's the quickest way to drive you crazy. Yeah. I mean, so, you feel like you're jumping out of your skin. Right. Um, I know it can still be good. I think one time a person told me, who was a therapist, she was licensed. I don't know how I know her. Anyway. <laughs> That's a tangent. Um, she told me that people are operating when they have too many thoughts in their head and they're buzzing and they're um, in high stress jobs, um, like I am in. Uh, they have too many alpha waves, and you want to sometimes meditate because it gets you into beta waves, and those are really good. Cool. And that it's a it's a habit that takes practice because you will feel like you're jumping out of your skin, but it's still important to learn the skill because mm-hmm. they, if you don't, you'll never learn how to sleep properly. That's how this came up with oh, this person. Gotcha. Is, hey, you got to learn how to sleep. So it's still important to learn how to be calm. But yeah, if you have ADHD, you probably have an internal bounciness, even if you're not actively hyperactive, like you're not demonstrating your hyperactivity, mm-hmm. you still feel it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're still you jumping. Do. You need to exercise or do something to get that right. crap out of you. So <laughs> exercise is really, mm-hmm. really, really, really key. Oh, if yeah. you have ADHD, exercise is going to be your best friend because totally. you have to have that energy release. You oh, have gosh. to be able to get a physical get yeah, release of like with high activity. Oh yeah. So, I've even heard it helps. It's as if you took medicine for about four hours. It, it's so cathartic and helpful. Yeah. 
It's like being medicated yeah. for up to four hours. I don't know where I heard that. Probably that podcast I listened to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, exercise is key. Right. Medication is also key. Um, another thing that I've learned just kind of through like my readings and then talking to other people. Yeah. So when you go and you organize stuff in your house, oh, gosh. Um, don't have lids on things. Really? Why? Yeah. Like with like papers or file boxes or whatever don't have okay. lids on things because like with lids like it's just it's too overwhelming like you don't know like oh gosh and where's you can't my see stuff into it. what's in it like, i need da, to da, 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 see da. what's in i can't even so, do tupperwares that are like uh-huh. opaque yeah i forget what it is a, right and b like even if i just made it i'll forget that i made that food i need to see things it's very helpful i, yeah. I am all about that i bet that's yeah. really helpful so like not having lids on things is really helpful or having totally. like you know, I mean, obviously food needs Tupperware, like see Some Tupperware. things need to have like lids so on So just but... be able to like look at it and be like, oh yeah, that's my this, that, or the other. It's adorable right? that you think that people with ADHD willingly organize things. It's only if it like has to come to it or I feel guilty about something that I will organize. Um, but yeah. Pro yeah. tip if you are on top of your life. <laughs> yeah. Or even, you know, you because, know. you know, as people put stuff away... away. And then you forget where stuff is. Uh Just keep the lid off so you remember, oh yeah, that's where my thing is. Yeah. And sometimes it does feel good to organize because you get compulsive and then you hyper-focus and then all of a sudden your whole house is like super organized for a week. But then you can't remember where you put everything. No, you can't. So leave the lids off. (laughs) So leave the lids freaking off, guys. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Um, Another, yeah, another (laughs) tip is, again, so there's that caffeine thing. Oh yeah. So with some people with ADHD, it really, really helps them. Yeah. Um like focus and kind of either go back to, go to sleep. Because it's like a stimulant, so same so, way stimulants work, right? Yeah, same yeah. way stimulants work because stimulants with ADHD, you're gonna Calm feel you down. Yeah, it calms you down. So calms you weigh the crap down. Yeah. The number one thing I notice when I'm on medicine is that I am a little bit more patient, and it's easier to get started on tasks like it things just I just have like an extra second to think about things before I immediately do them and it kind of helps with that impulsivity thing so it kind of gives you that it's it's kind of like that Jiminy Cricket yeah so it gives you that little moment to be like wait (laughs) how about do I want to though or is this a good idea right yeah right because it kind of helps just like with that executive functioning piece of like last bit yeah hey buddy one more second just Hold to on. think about it. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to hit yes? Because there's no going back. Right. Right. Do yeah. not click submit Do yet. not click submit. Because, yeah, you even if you're not super impulsive, like you make really reckless decisions, your brain is going too fast. Mm-hmm. Like I said I wasn't impulsive, but that's not entirely true because my brain does jump too fast still. And when mm-hmm. I'm medicated, it just helps slow it down just a, just a titch. Yeah. And it's because your dopamine is being kept... Okay. Wow. I can't remember the words. Something about like the some, the thing about ADHD is that y- it's not lingering in your brain long enough to be enjoyable. So your brain has to stimulate more things to create more dopamine because your body's like deprived of dopamine. Interesting. So when you have um, medicine, it helps whatever it is that catches things. I feel like it might be a neurotransmitter or a synapse or I don't know words <laughs> words and things brain um, brain things. Um, it just helps it keep it in your brain so you can basically just enjoy the small sense of accomplishment of finishing a thought mm-hmm. a little longer so then yeah. you don't jump from thought to thought really really fast you just kind of slow down for just a second and you can kind of just <sighs> yeah. so there what that was wow. yeah. Um, yeah and 
I want to just touch on before we kind of like wrap Wrap it all up, up. but I did want to touch on that. You know, there is that stigma that if you have ADHD, you can't be successful. It's hilarious. Uh, Completely the opposite. You know, it's because there is that hyper-focused part Mm -hmm. that can get you really into things. Um, but with that, I mean, people who do high stress jobs who have to switch tasks often, I'm talking like general contractors, um, directors of nursing and hospitals, Mm -hmm. administration positions. I mean, lawyers, CEOs, lawyers, I mean, people who have to shift tasks and be able to like multitask a lot. Uh People with ADHD are phenomenal at those jobs. Interesting. You get to jump on purpose from thing to thing. And like, that's your job. Yeah. You have to put out fire here, fire here, fire here, fire here, fire here. And so you don't have to just stay with one thing. You're just kind of constantly going. And so, um, actually very, very, very successful people thrive in their jobs because of ADHD. I heard statistics about like an unusually high amount. I don't want to say the statistic because I can't remember, but it was an unusually high amount, like at least 70%, if not higher of CEOs of many Forbes, what is it? 400 or 500? I never remember. Whatever that like thing is that people care about, the Forbes thing, um, have either ADHD or dyslexia. And it's because they are, their brains are not neurotypical that they have creative ways of thinking about things and they're Mm -hmm. very driven. Um, and I know the CEO of JetBlue has ADHD. I know, uh, they said that maybe Bill Clinton had ADHD. There's lots of like really successful people. Um, who have ADHD. I'm not yet super successful, but like I could be worse. I did get my doctorate at 23. So like, Dude, I'm not you're dumb. super successful. So like, okay. So there's that. It's just a Juris doctorate, but like not a cool one, <laughs> but still a doctorate. Okay. So just chill out. So there's that. You can be smart. My favorite professor of all time who did 19 years in the Israeli defense force and who's written a just a ton of books and is like a counterterrorism expert, super ADD. Yeah. Would like accidentally write on the whiteboard with permanent marker and then be like, oh, whoopsies. And then like completely move on and forget what he was doing. And like, just, you know, <laughs> but like also on point and hyper-focused when he wanted to be, it was great. So yeah. you're, so, not, you're not dumb. No, Don't let it get ADHD to can be a gift in several ways. Um, using some different coping strategies, finding some therapy or support mm-hmm. groups or totally. podcasts or, yes. um, the magazine attitude, ADD. Yes. And they have a um, um, podcast. That's really great. Yeah. They have lots of tips and tricks just to help you kind of manage some symptoms, mm-hmm. increase your interpersonal relationships. And so, you know, there's so many resources out there. Um, don't let it bum you out. It's really not as bad as you think it is. It is actually very depressing. A lot of the time I won't like <laughs> pretend like it's all just like, Oh, fun giggles. I like answered all the things in the questionnaire. <laughs> like, no, it, it can suck, but, um, you, I, that I really do recommend the work of William Dodson, um, because he writes a lot about how it can be, um, depressing or anxiety inducing and how, if you just understand yourself a little bit better, it doesn't have to be so overwhelming and terrible. Yeah. And I'm totally distracted by the blinking blue light on the thing. And I'm just like I'm really feeling my ADHD right now, but it's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And I think, you know, maybe this is something we need to delve into. I know I probably save this like every single podcast, but, but like, but there is more to it. Um, I mean, there's that comorbidity piece of, so most people with ADHD also are, have a dual diagnosis with anxiety or depression or like spectrum stuff. (laughs) I mean, there's like a lot of stuff. So definitely more to that subject, but that's just kind of a quick touch on how to 
di- uh, differentiate between it and bipolar. I have notes in my phone because I listened to a lot of things oh, yeah. about that. Because I was like, wait, I do have a lot of energy. Is this mania? And it's like, no, girl, it's not. <laughs> I had to like, it's fine. ADHD. It's just friend. ADHD. Yeah. But like, I had to know. And of course, I hyper focused on it. So I have lots of notes in my phone. And we could do that one. And we could talk about other things on other episodes about how to tell the difference between things in case you're worried. Um, because I did, William Dodson also says that 20% of people who are seeking mental health uh, help have ADHD. Yep. So, because you have so many high comorbidities. So, so there's that. I did know that statistic. That was a real one. That I wasn't that even made up. So, there's that. So, there's that. There's that. Yeah. Okay. Well, remember to subscribe yep. to our podcast. We Do really it. like to see the numbers go up. It's really fun. Makes us happy. Um, and we'd like to thank Jonathan Colton for the music and follow us on Facebook, Mental Health Moment. Follow us on Instagram, Mental Health Moment. Woo-hoo. And we will see you next week. Fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day when I felt the way that I do right now. Right now, I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day when I felt the way that I do right now. Right now, right now.